Hello, lovely. What a time to be alive. In the book of Esther, Mordecai says to Esther, For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place. But you and your father's family will perish. And who knows but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. That's Esther 4.14 from the New International Version. That's what I feel God is saying to us as believers. We're living in an unprecedented time in history and are in a position to make a difference, make an impact for the better as we take up our position as stewards of the earth and all it contains. Today, I'm going to give you three powerful actions that you can take as an individual to reduce your exposure to environmental toxins. And in so doing, you will be helping not just yourself, but your family, the environment, and generations to come. But I do this knowing that first I, like Mordecai, have to make you aware of the danger to yourself and the people of God and remind you of the position of royalty or power that you hold for such a time as this. As I said earlier, we as believers are living in unprecedented times. Never before has man's own ingenuity been the cause of so much environmental pollution that has caused so many illnesses and diseases. In the last 150 years, mankind has produced substances that never before existed. Synthetic fragrances, synthetic herbicides, pesticides and fertilizers that all come under the umbrella term of agrochemicals and plastics. And these three things now make up the majority of the environmental pollution in the world. And they have resulted in a dramatic rise in sickness, disease and neurological conditions within the same time period. We are exposed to them through the food we eat, the water we drink, the air we breathe, and they are impacting soil microbiomes. This is the living organism or environment that actually feeds the food we eat and ecosystems throughout the earth. You have the power as a consumer to set the standard of what you're willing to consume. I want to encourage you to become an advocate, not just for yourself, but for your friends and for your family also, for your children and for future generations. We as individuals have the power to bring about change. As I said in the, in the last episode, a desert is made up of billions of individual grains of sand. But get enough grains of sand moving in the same direction and they can consume a whole city. But also remember this, one individual grain of sand has great power in the right place. So don't take my word for it. Do the research for yourself and ask yourself, is the convenience worth the health and wellness of our planet and our children? Is the cost of convenience too high? Welcome to The Good Way with Jenna Jandro, integrative nutrition health coach, master herbalist and essential oil specialist. 
heart of the Good Way Ministries Incorporated. I'm Jenna Jandro. I'm a Bible-loving, food-loving, totally sold-out-for-God Christian woman, serving God in my church and community with everything that I am and helping others to do the same. You know you're called to serve God in a unique way, but feel pulled in so many directions and can't seem to find the time and energy to focus on what God is calling you to. I'm here to help you take back control of your health and wellness, to find the energy and focus that you need to achieve the things God has put on your heart through biblical nutrition, intentional living, and building right relationships. If you're ready to move from just surviving to thriving, then grab your green smoothie and come walk with me along the good way. I want to remind you a bit of what we covered in the last couple of episodes. That firstly, that you as a consumer have the power to choose what you're willing to consume. But to do this, you need to first and foremost educate yourself. Read product labels, read studies and research papers that have documented the effects of these products. Find out what used to be used and use those things instead. Learn old skills that have mostly been forgotten and become a producer rather than a consumer. Secondly, change the narrative. Don't accept the prevailing narrative that we can't do without these things. Humans survived and thrived for thousands of years without them. There are other alternatives. Determine to use natural, reusable, compostable, pure, organic, fragrance-free, plastic-free and synthetic-free and talk about it with other people, about what you're doing and why. Thirdly, fight fire with fire. Economics has been the driving force from the very beginning behind both the development and the continued production of these products. Hit manufacturers where it hurts by choosing to spend your money on products that are free of plastics, synthetic fragrances and agrochemicals. By doing so, you are encouraging manufacturers to produce products free of those things. And if you can't find what you want at your local stores, Ask for it. Talk to the managers. Talk to the owners. Every time you go in, ask. And if you don't start to see what you want, then maybe you need to go elsewhere. But let them know that they're losing your custom and why. And fourthly, become an advocate. Don't just, not just for yourself, but for your friends and family also, for your children and for future generations. As you know, I consider myself one of the lucky ones. I never used to think that way. I'm one of those people who has acute reactions to synthetic fragrances and petroleum products like plastics and synthetic fibres. It was only recently that I realised that because of my acute reactions, I am immediately aware of exposure to many of these environmental pollutants. And so I'm able to remove myself from the source of exposure or remove the source itself. Others don't have that built-in early alarm system and therefore they continue to be exposed without even realising it. Recently, when I was feeling very sorry for myself about another acute reaction and the aftermath of that, 
feeling sick, congested and exhausted. I was asking God what I could do about it. Maybe I should just shut myself off and live in a bubble, I said, to protect myself from these exposures. And what the Lord said to me was, you don't need to shut yourself off. Just eat the way I've shown you to eat in my word. Seeds, nuts, grains, legumes, fruit and vegetables and leafy greens. Lots of greens. And do what you know to do. Drink plenty of clean water. Move daily. Enough to raise your heart rate and produce a sweat. Stress less and get sufficient good quality sleep. You know what to do. Get to give your body what it needs to do the job. And trust me to fill the gap. I have the tools I need to live my best life. And I want to be able to share those tools with you so that you can too, even or especially if you don't have the same acute reactions I have. I want you to be aware of the potential effects of exposure to these pollutants, the long-term effects and the chronic um, effects of these exposures and how you can reduce that exposure or eliminate it where possible. There are three really, really great tools that you can use to do this. First one is this, choose organic. Secondly, choose fragrance free. And thirdly, choose plastic free. Sounds simple, right? (laughs) It sounds simple, but it's not so simple to actually put into practice. There's a lot of things that can get in the way of that. Economics is one. The other thing is just the ubiquitous nature of these things. They are everywhere. You can't walk out your door without being exposed to them. But it can be done. You can reduce your exposure and you can give your body the tools it needs to be able to do the job of eliminating or removing that exposure from your body as best it can. I've gone over those things in the previous two episodes. Go back and listen to them. But right now, we're going to look at how to reduce that exposure. The first one, and that's so important, particularly for children, is this choose organic. I know that it can seem really expensive, but in the long run, it's not. A, you don't have to eat as much because the food is more wholesome. You're getting more nutrient in your system. But if your economics is an issue, then choose those things that are what they call the dirty dozen. They're the things that you really should be buying organic. They have the highest concentrations of exposure to those agrochemicals. They're things like with a soft um, skin or uh, things like greens, your leafy greens, So berries, uh, fruit with a soft skin like apples and pears, uh, peaches, uh, other sorts of stone fruit, all of those sorts of things, they're the ones that you want to get organic. There's such a thing out there as what they call the dirty dozen and the clean 15. If you look those up, Google dirty dozen and clean 15, you will find those charts Um, out there available, but I'm going to quickly just go over them. The dirty dozen, the things that you need to be buying organic. If there's only some things you can afford to buy, these are the ones to buy. Strawberries, spinach, kale, collard, mustard greens, any leafy greens. 
nectarines and any other stone fruit, apples, grapes, bell and hot peppers, cherries, peaches, pears, celery and tomatoes. Those are what they call the dirty dozen. So if you can only afford a little bit of, of um, organic, they're the ones to get. The clean 15 are the things that don't get affected as badly by those agrochemicals because they have a thick, tough skin. There's there things like avocados, sweet corn, pineapple, onions, papaya, sweet peas, asparagus, melons, kiwi fruit, cabbage, mushrooms, cantaloupe, mangoes, watermelon, and sweet potatoes. So again, if, if economics is a factor, those ones, you don't have to buy organic if you can't afford it. But make sure that those dirty dozen, you do buy those things organic. They have shown that within even just a week of eating organic, the residues of um, pesticides, synthetic agrochemicals in the bloodstream and in the system of children and adults alike reduces dramatically. So that's a really, really big one. Whatever you're purchasing, if you can afford it, purchase organic. But before you make your decision about economics, ask yourself about the cost of healthcare and sickness and illness, the health cost to you, yourself with missing work and the cost to your children with missing school and compare that with the cost of buying something organic. You might find that the, the economic scales are in favour of organic in the long run. The second one is choose fragrance free. Now I'm going to reiterate this. I spoke about it in the last one. Fragrance free is not the same thing as unscented. So when you're looking at labels and it says fragrance free, you can say, yes, okay, this is something I can purchase because it's not going to have any synthetic fragrances in it. If on the other hand, it says unscented, that is not a guarantee that it doesn't have these, these chemicals in it. They may just be chemicals that are the same chemicals in there, but ones that are designed to mask smell rather than to create a fragrance of their own. So always go for fragrance free. And also remember this, that there are, there are people out there who really think that when, if they use something that has natural fragrance oils in it, that that's healthy and it's not going to have these detrimental effects. I want you to know this, that fragrance oils, even if they're considered natural, they are derived from a natural source, it is still a synthetic fragrance. What they have done is taken a natural product like a lemon and then separated out compounds from that lemon, say lemonine, they've separated out the lemonine from the lemon fragrance or essential oil that comes from the lemon. So that you've got a, a, a compound that is separate from its natural environment. And then they mix that compound with other compounds taken from other sources to make a new fragrance that either doesn't exist in nature or to mimic one that does exist in nature, but is too expensive for them to use in its natural form. So they are still synthetic fragrances, first and foremost. They may be derived from a natural source. The compounds they use may be derived from a natural source, 
but they are still synthetic because the source that it came from has been broken down in a lab into its separate compounds, and then those compounds have been re-put together in a different way. That's what synthetic is. And also know this, that they still have the same detrimental effect on the health and wellness of humans and on the environment as the synthetically derived fragrance oils. The difference being that a synthetically derived fragrance oil uses elements from nature to create synthetic compounds to then create a synthetic fragrance, whereas ones that are considered naturally derived use a compound from a natural source that they then put together with other compounds to create a synthetic fragrance that doesn't exist in nature. So choose fragrance free. Now I'm not saying you can't have beautiful aromas and smells in your house, but when you're doing that, use certified pure therapeutic grade essential oils. These do not have the same detrimental effects. These do not have damaging effects on the health or on the environment because they're in their natural form. Thirdly, choose plastic free. And this is huge. Plastics are everywhere. This one's not as easy. They're all, they're all complicated because you have to research, you have to look into it, you have to question the things that you're being told and make sure that what you're being told is actually the truth and not just someone playing with words to make it sound like the truth. But for plastics, there are so many different alternatives. And I'm going to say this here, silicon is not a good alternative if you want to go plastic free. Yes, it does last a little bit longer than plastic as far as being tearing and stuff like that, but it's still a synthetic product and it still has effects on the environment. It still doesn't break down like plastic, so it's going to go into the, the landfill once it's it's broken and you're throwing it out. So try not to use silicon if you can. There are other alternatives. Go for glass, ceramic, wood, bamboo, metal and cork. They're some fantastic alternatives to using plastic. Use the waxed cloths instead of plastic wrap. Use glass jars with metal tops or with bamboo lids. For the seals that, you know, if you want something that is airtight or that watertight, you can use cork instead of a silicone or plastic. There are so many different alternatives. And they can be used again and again and again. And if they get to the point where you do need to throw them out, they can be recycled. Glass can be melted down and made into something new. Metal can be melted down and made into something new. Wood, bamboo and cork can all be composted. It's just so much better for you and for your environment. So I'm going to go through those three things one more time just to make it really clear. Write them out. Put them up on your, on your board. Make, put them at the forefront of your mind whenever you're purchasing. Choose organic. Choose fragrance-free. Choose plastic-free. And remember, 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 you are in a position of power. You have the power to choose as a consumer what you're willing to pay for 
and what you're willing to consume. Use your power for good, not for evil. And talk about what you're doing and why. Become an advocate for your own health and wellness. And in so doing, you'll also be advocating for your family and friends and the environment as a whole. And don't forget that you're not in this alone. There are other like-minded people out there. Come and join us in our private Facebook group, the, the Good Way Facebook group. The link is in the notes for this episode. Or if you'd like some one-on-one help, fill out the coaching interest form and I'll be in touch to arrange a time to meet with you and work out what your health and wellness goals are and how I can assist you in reaching them. If this podcast has blessed or encouraged you in any way, then I'd love to hear from you. You can subscribe to this podcast, write a review and share this episode with anyone you think will also be blessed by it. Take a screenshot of this episode and share it in your social media page. And don't forget to tag me. I'd love to support you on your journey. You can come join me in the Good Way Community Facebook group or click the link to let me know if you're interested in one-on-one or small group coaching. And you can support the Good Way Ministries and help keep this podcast on the air by going to www.patreon.com forward slash the underscore good underscore way. All the links are in the notes for this episode. And remember, it's a journey. You only have to take one step at a time.